0: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie It's Tuesday. It is March 2nd, it's 2021, and we have six NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend?
1: Eh, not too bad. DFS went terrible. Somehow I ended up with a lot of Joker and a lot of Michael Porter and none of the same lineups. And everything went bad. but well, that's DFS. It's cold streak. It'll end eventually.
0: (laughs) It happens. The it happens. Like that's the swings. Like um, you know, it stinks, but you got to stick with it. Trust the process and um, reevaluate the process. Like always, you know, make sure you're not missing something in your process. I think that is the best way to attack a cold streak and just try to try to what stay mentally strong through it.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's really it. Like I'm not missing anything. Like I'm playing all the right plays. Just not in the right lineups and then cash. It's always one player off and yeah, it's just missing out on some random things like flipping a coin and going with the wrong side of the coin flip. All the, all the stuff is there. All the moves are right. It's just not coming together. So at least when you see that, you know that like, all right, it'll turn around quicker rather than later.
0: We are presented by SuperDraft.com. If you guys haven't checked them out, head on over there. Use the promo code GRINDERS. It's an exclusive promotion we got going on right now. Get a $150 immediate matching bonus um, on any deposit, $150 or more. Uh, so make sure you guys are checking that out. If you don't want to deposit the whole $150, it's cash for cash up to 50 bucks. So uh, cash for cash up to 50 If you go over $150, you're going to get a $150 um, immediate matching deposit bonus. So take advantage of the money. And uh, check out Super Draft. We will have our Super Draft plays of the day. I know Grant plays over there a lot, so when we do the plays of the day, um, he can kind of touch on it over there a little bit more. They have a seven thirty lock, five-game slate for today's um, slate. So we jump in here, Grant, with the Memphis and Washington game, 238 total, Washington favored by one. This game's already moved on a couple books to uh, Memphis favored, grayson allen's out uh, kyle anderson's questionable triple j remains out thomas Bryan and nish smith are out for washington um what do you like here from memphis grant
1: i mean j-bell on the smallest slate with uh, there's pretty much one cross like i'm not a huge fan of the slate at the moment um there's one cross out game but so because of that some plays i normally wouldn't think about on this size of the slate with the cross off game uh, I actually do like. So, Valentinus in there at 7.2K going up against Washington, not great versus the center. One of the, the fastest-paced matchups you can get, one of the best defensive matchups you can get. Valentinus is a fantastic play for tournaments. at 7.2K, and so is Morant. Um, hasn't been playing a ton of minutes recently, but they've been involved in quite a few blowouts. Blew out the Clippers, got blown out by the Clippers, blew out Houston. So, looking at game logs, you're really not going to find that much useful inf- information over the last five games because – Four of them have been complete blowouts. So Morant's price tag has kind of dropped down all the way to 7K. I think that's a little bit too cheap considering his potential upside going up against Washington. I think Morant's one of the better point-per-dollar plays in the mid-range on today's slate. And it's just the perfect spot for him. If Kyle Anderson ends up missing, I think that could mean a few extra minutes for Dylan Brooks. Not a great play, but on the slate, you definitely have to consider him. Uh, The shot volume probably should be there has a chance at over 20 shot attempts in this matchup here at 5.3 K can absolutely hit value. And then Winslow is probably one of my favorite value plays on the slate. Uh, 3,900. He's been getting some extra run, but even in the one game that did stay close, he still played 26 minutes. He's had over 20 minutes in each of the last four games he's played in all the four games we've played this season. The usage has been there. Uh, Over eight shot attempts in every single one, averaging close to 11 shot attempts per game. Getting peripheral stats, 3.9K seems a little bit too cheap for him. As of right now, like, I have a lot of interest in Memphis, which is tough because I only have, like, one or two guys I want to bring back with.
0: Yeah, like, obviously, um, Morant's way underpriced for a matchup of Washington. I like the Valanchunas call. Like you said, you can't really look at the last couple games. games, um, you know, blowouts both ways uh, in the last couple games for this team. So um, Grayson Allen out as well as Kyle Anderson being questionable. Like you said, Dylan Brooks bump, Melton potential bump, Winslow bump. So um, it's hard not to like this game. This game is a 238 total. It's going to be a lot of back and forth scoring. Um, definitely like the Memphis side as well. Let's go to the Washington side. What do you like here for the Wizards?
1: Beal or Westbrook. Uh, slight lean towards Beal. But it's Beal or Westbrook. I mean, we know when both these guys are playing, what well, this offense looks like, Moore is probably priced should be. I think the one other guy that I would consider taking a shot on is Bertans. Um, high-scoring game, which pretty much every single Washington game. But if he gets hot, then he can absolutely shoot lights out over the last two games, five three-pointers in each of them. Uh, he's had one 48-point game and then a lot of duds over the last 10 so not the best play in the world but if you really need to throw someone else in a game stack he's the only person i consider but it's beal or westbrook like take your pick which one you want to go with either one can go off both can go off but like washington's pretty pretty simple every single day occasionally you'll have someone else do something but unless there's an injury to one of these guys more often than not it's just not going to be a favorable fantasy spot for anyone outside of those two
0: Yeah, like those are the two guys Um, you can't really trust anything else. You know, I I think like there's games that Bertans is going to get hot and have good games, but he's really the only guy that I think you can take remote shots on on this team. We move on. We got the Clippers and the Celtics. No total in this game. Um, Patterson's out for the Clippers. Jalen Brown's questionable. Marcus Smart's out. Uh, What do you like here for L.A.?
1: Not a whole lot. I think Kawhi and George both offer a little bit of upside at their price tag. It's not a great matchup going up against Boston. Both of them in there kind of eating to each other's usage. I have a slight lean towards Kawhi at an extra 400. He's been putting up pretty decent numbers over his last five, six games. Um, He definitely has some upside, but I'm almost only using Kawhi and George if I'm bringing it back with the Boston side, which largely depends on the status of Jalen Brown. Lou Williams still priced up a enough where i don't exactly want to use him he is getting minutes and he can put up a pretty decent game in any given time but not someone i want to trust now that Kawhi and george are bath back serge Ibaka, like he can get it done in his minutes and his price tag isn't terrible but you're not really expecting more than 25 26 27 minutes in any given matchup him and zubak are splitting it for the most part marcus morris not someone i want to play like we the clippers are a pretty standard team um We know what we're going to get from them. It's going to be Kawhi and Paul George getting most of the usage, but they're going to run a fairly deep rotation. Always a chance of a blowout. So, I mean, I can't really see anyone of value here uh, outside of George and Kawhi, but they're just only moderately underpriced. And I think the better build is kind of to go a little bit stars and scrubs on the slate.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, George's shots attempts, um, you know, since coming back, haven't been like anything stellar Um, outside of the Brooklyn game. Like his usage has, you know, been floating around like 27 to 30% like that Brooklyn game. He had a 38% usage in that one. So I could see him in this game getting a little bit more usage, getting a little bit more shot up, you know, shots up. Um, So I don't hate, playing Kawhi or george i think there's better plays on the slate overall but it's this this is not my favorite game and on the boston side of things like obviously we're waiting on the news of um jalen brown if jalen brown is out then i have a lot more interest in like paul george and Kawhi because i want to get a lot of tatum and kimba
1: yeah that's basically it if brown is playing then i'm probably crossing this game up um if brown isn't playing then yeah Kemba, I probably prefer Tatum more than Kemba. Uh his price tag's all the way up to seventy three hundred. Yes, he can put up a big outing, but it's just been rising and rising. Even though his minutes have been going up, I still think that that's not a horrible price, but probably about where it should be. Tatum's underpriced at 9.4k. I think if Brown doesn't end up playing, should be eating up all the usage. Had a decent game the other night, putting up fifty-one points without him there. And I think we could get something similar here. But, like, even without Brown in there, I don't want a ton of ownership in them. The problem is, looking at the slate overall, there's not a lot of guys that I really want to play. Um, I think that Trey Young is probably on a similar page as Tatum. I think uh, Julius Randle probably is and several other guys. So it's it's just a tough – like, normally 9.4K is about what I'd want to pay for him. But on this slate overall, he stands out as a much better value strictly strictly because – there's not a ton of great matchups outside of Memphis and Washington, and there's not a ton of great games on the slate. So like you have to have interest in both Kemba and Tatum strictly based on what the rest of the games are on this slate and a little bit of it hinges on Jimmy Butler, but yeah, outside of that, I don't Tristan Thompson's can't really trust his minutes right now. So not someone I want to use with Pritchard only getting 20 minutes, only going to get you 16, 17 points. I'd rather go with Winslow. Tice, I guess, is an interesting play to throw in um, with everyone else. He can get 30 minutes, and he can get a decent outing at 5,400, and there's not really a ton of plays in that range. But predominantly, it's just Tatum and Walker.
0: Yeah, and, like, if Brown plays him with you, I think this is a game that I'll probably end up being underweight on if Brown plays. Um, So it's it's really going to depend on, like, if he plays or not um atlanta at miami no total in this game we're waiting on some injury news here um atlanta atlanta fired their coach on monday too didn't they like i'm yeah. pretty sure so um, obviously miami? that's something yeah pretty sure is monday um bogdanovich is questionable Dunn's out hunter is out and reddish is out on the miami side bradley's out leonard's out but jimmy butler is the big news in this one he's questionable um dealing with a little bit of a knee injury He was out on Sunday as well. Um, Let's start with Atlanta. What do you like here for the Hawks?
1: Uh, John Collins put up an absolute massive outing um, going up against Miami the last time. And he's had 19-plus shot attempts over the last two games. I think he's definitely in play without Reddish in there and uh, Hunter and everyone. He's been getting a decent amount of playing time. He's been getting a decent amount of usage. So up over 30 minutes in each of the last two. He's definitely a guy that I think is in play for tournaments and is in a decent spot. Capello's price tag is probably about where it should be. Um, he has been getting minutes. So I think you can definitely take a shot on him in tournaments and he definitely has some upside and Trey young, like it's not a great spot for him, but he did put up 40 points in the last game, shooting three foot 14 from the field. It's the first time he's had less than 20 shot attempts over the last four. So I think like the problem is there's a lot of guys to spend up for, I think Tatum may be the better play, but may not be. Like it, it's it's just tough to figure out your spend ups on this spot or on this slate here. Um, all three of them are for sure in play. Collins is probably my favorite, followed by Capella, followed by Trey Young. But outside of that, like Gallinari is not getting much over twenty minutes. Like I know he had that thirty-three minute game going up against Boston, but he's probably going to stick in the twenty to twenty-five minute range, which at four point nine k is probably not enough to get you there. Like, you're not playing Tony Snell, even though he's going to get a ton of minutes. He's not going to be productive. You're not really playing any of these other guys on Atlanta. So Capella, Collins, Trey, and Collins is probably my favorite.
0: Yeah. You know, I definitely think Collins is super interesting here at 6,800. Coming off of a big game against the same team. Uh, You know, what says he can't do it again? You know, Trey Young's expensive, man. 9,600. I I think that's a tough ask for Trey Young. I know, like, he can have big games in any matchup, but we are, like, we're sitting on a slate with Giannis against Denver, Jokic against Milwaukee. Uh, We already talked about, like, Westbrook and Beal. I don't know if Trey Young just makes the cut for me in general today. Um, On the Miami side man if butler's out like tyler Hero's 6k and i know he didn't have a good game on sunday against atlanta in the same spot but i think you look at him i think you can look at gordon drogic i think you can look at kendrick nunn in this spot
1: yeah no absolutely right there with you um without if butler doesn't end up playing i like Nunn. i think the best of all three of them but hero i know he had a bad outing the other night versus atlanta it just happens sometimes but prior to getting injured against the Lakers, like Hero was putting up 40-point outings. Um, I think that he can do that again. Like 6K is too cheap of a price tag. None at 5,500, considering the amount of minutes he should play and the usage that he should get and the shots he's going to take running everything. I think that none is a fantastic play. I prefer him slightly to Hero. And then Bam without Butler. Like, I don't even put up 44 the other night, but still, this is not the greatest slate in the world, and he definitely has 50-some-odd point upside especially going up against Atlanta. So it all depends on the injury news with Butler. If Butler does end up playing, I think that he's definitely a guy that I want to use a decent amount of. People might be a little bit worried about playing him after that knee injury. Um, But if he's back, then this was a guy that was putting up triple doubles for the last month on a fairly consistent basis. He's been getting a ton of usage. He's been contributing everywhere. 9.2 K in a match versus Atlanta is definitely too low. He's, I think, could be one of the top GPP plays if he ends up playing, and if he does, then I'm probably avoiding everyone outside of maybe hero in this spot, but, yeah. Like, it all kind of depends on Butler's status.
0: Yeah, this one, like, if if Butler plays, I think he's in play. Um, if Butler sits, it opens up so many doors in this game. I, I think, like the potential forgotten guy here is bam. But I, I think like the price is a little like he's, he's probably priced really appropriately for the matchup. Yeah. So it's like, eh. Um. Anyway, moving on. New York at San Antonio, no total in this game. Uh, Taj Gibson is out. Alpha Payton is doubtful. Mitchell Robinson's out, and then on the San Antonio side of things, they're on the second end of a back-to-back uh, for this one, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, like, Keldon Johnson remained out on Monday. Uh, Derek White is is still out, um, and Rudy Gay was out as well, so we'll have to kind of see what happens here. Um, what are you looking at here for the Knicks?
1: Derek Rose. Um, like, he's playing 30 some odd minutes without uh, Alfred Payton in there. Like they've been running a little bit of him and quickly together, but Derek Rose is probably still too cheap. I think at 5.9 if he's going to be getting anywhere from 32 to 38 minutes. Like the Detroit game, it was because it wasn't really that close that he got yanked near the end of it. So Derek Rose is still too cheap. When I mean, you consider Payton being out, Noel's getting 40 minutes. Like he's playing just a boatload of minutes. I know that he hasn't, Really crushed, but if he's going to keep getting these minutes, he can still do a ton of damage. Like you look at his point per minute prior to the last two games playing 40 minutes, and he was putting up 0.8 points per minute. So in a 40 minute outing, he can put up a 40 spot here, I think. And he got, he still averaged, up, I think, five blocks and steals per 36. So he's definitely got them looking at going up against San Antonio. Randall's Randall. He's always fine. He's going to play a boatload of minutes. He gives you a nice floor. He gives you a nice little ceiling. Match versus San Antonio isn't bad, but my two favorite plays are Rose and Noel. And if you really want to take a shot in tournaments on quickly, like you can't fully trust his minutes, but if he does end up getting a bump in minutes for some reason without Peyton playing and Thibodeau finally figures out to play him more, then he's definitely a guy that can end up crushing and taking, helping you take down a tournament at fairly low ownership. Cause you just can't trust those minutes
0: you know i think randall runs into the same problem of just is he gonna have enough ceiling to pay off this price i think he's a good play i would never talk you off of playing him here but i think derrick rose is the play here from the knicks uh, i think he's the guy that i end up on the most in this spot rj barrett's had a couple of good games like if he continues to shoot the ball well um don't hate it and then, like you said, with Quickly, you know, it's always just – it's just a minute's thing. And Elf Payton out um, definitely helps him, but it really hasn't, like, still, like, boosted his minutes into that range where I think he has the ceiling to, like, break a slate. So, um, what do you like here for San Antonio? No,
1: assuming everyone that we think going to
0: play plays, I want no one.
1: It's a match versus New York. Everyone's kind of priced how they should be. You're not getting a ton of upside from DeRozan at 8.1K going up against the Knicks. Like he had a matchup versus New Orleans and against Brooklyn and did well, but matchup versus the Knicks is not the same, and he didn't get really a price decrease. DeJounte Murray's always fine in tournaments and a guy that you can take as a bring back if you are stacking up this game. But again, it's the Knicks. They're one of the slowest paced teams and one of the best defensive teams. Total, 6.1k. Priced where he should be, maybe even a little bit too high for this matchup. LMA coming off the bench, you're not gonna get over 25 minutes. So I like unless news comes out, I'm just fading the Spurs because they're not priced how they should be going up against the Knicks.
0: Yeah, like I don't know. Uh you have to like wonder if like Lamarcus Aldridge is gonna play on the second end of a back to back or if any of these other guys that are like conditioning wise that just got back from all the COVID stuff. Um I think like you can look at DeRozan and I think you can look at like DeJounte Murray, but like these guys played big minutes on Monday against Brooklyn. So I don't know. This might be a game that is just a weird scoring game. Um, I'll obviously wait to see what the news looks like here for San Antonio, but I don't know. This one's, this one's not a game that I necessarily love. Uh, Moving on. We got Denver at Milwaukee. Two thirty-six total. Milwaukee favored by six and a half. Uh, Denver's on the second end of a back-to-back, and uh, Milwaukee's good injury-wise. Um, so we know Jermichael Green is not going to play. Um, we we know Mo- Paul Millsap's not going to play. Um, we know Gary Harris is not going to play. Um, and Caponzo was he was a COVID thing. Um, I think so. I think the same guys kind of remain out here for Denver that were out on Monday. Uh, What do you like here for the Nugs?
1: I mean, I'm going right back to the well on Murray. Um, I know he had a terrible outing um, against Chicago, which really crushed me today, Um, but I'm going right back to the well. This guy has been putting up monster numbers over the last eight games outside of the last two and like, it's a matchup versus Milwaukee. It's going to be a fast-paced game. I know it's a tough defensive matchup, but Murray is playing like he was in the bubble, and maybe this is the end of his run of playing like that, but I'm, I'm willing to just bet on it. Like, I will still play Murray even at six eighty six hundred in a matchup versus Milwaukee. Joker is Joker, is a guy that can put up 70, 80, any given night. He's fantastic. Not going to argue with playing him. When we're talking about spend ups he's probably right there with all of them. And a guy that I'll have some ownership in. MPJ is always in play in tournaments. We saw what he did last night. He's had a double double in four straight games. Like, he's a guy that offers you a pretty big ceiling if he gets hot shooting the ball. So, it's those three guys. Like, if you want to take a shot on Dozier because he's cheap, like, if value doesn't open up, he's definitely a guy that's in play. Monte Morris, I think there's enough enough other four and 5K guys that I would rather go with. Where I'm probably not rolling with him. Most of the usage is going to be eaten up with MPJ, Murray, and Joker. Like, Will Barton's always an all right play, but not a great play. I think this is a similar spot where he's not a great play. So Murray is my favorite play from the Nuggets, but I'm not going to argue with MPJ or with Joker.
0: Yeah, I think I like Murray the most as well. Um, I think Jokic has the highest ceiling in this spot Milwaukee is just a team that doesn't really rebound and Jokic could like, this could be a spot. He goes like, um, 20, 25, 25, 20, like somewhere crazy. So, um, yeah, I think overall, um, I'm going to probably play Jokic if I'm spending up, I don't hate Murray, you know, I don't hate Will Barton in the spot either. You know, I, I gosh, like I think this game's going to be so high scoring, don't you, Grant? Like this game could with the it could just be like back and forth, back and forth.
1: Yeah, no, it could absolutely be like I think the Denver side is a little bit more condensed than the Milwaukee side. So, like I said, Murray's my favorite, but I have no problem with MPJ or Joker. We know that the majority of the usage is going to go to those three guys. Like, yeah, and they're going to run a condensed rotation, so all these guys are probably going to get a significant amount of run. So, yeah. Like, like I said, we've just, we've seen, what, two guys out of these three go ham in each of the, what, the last five games? So I'm expecting, again, I think the best candidate is Murray. Joker obviously offers you a massive upside, but you're always obviously sacrificing one of the other big stand-ups sl- on the slate, so it's just kind of picking and choosing what you want to go with, and it's hard to play Joker and Murray and then bring it back with the honest, it's just not really possible on this slate unless some major value opens up, so That's the problem. Like you you want to play a bunch of guys from this game, but outside of the three main guys over on Denver and Giannis over on the other side, there's not a whole lot of other people. I want to throw into my lineups from this game and it's just tough to fit that much price or that much salary into a game stack. So that's kind of the problem. I think people are going to run into in building for this game.
0: Uh, let's go to the Bucks side of things like obviously Giannis is 11k and he's typically the guy you want to play in close um, competitive games only put up 47 fantasy points the first time these two teams met what are you what are your thoughts here on the Bucks?
1: Giannis that's it Drew Holiday coming back is not going to play a ton of minutes I don't think like his conditioning lineup it, I don't think is going to be there so I mean, I could be wrong. Um, he only played 18 minutes in the last game back. So who knows if I'm right or not. Um, but Middleton, it's fine, but not a great play. Like, he just hasn't been the same quite since Drew left and still even with Drew back. Isn't great. He's, like, putting up 35 to 40 points most games. But that's really not going to get you there in a tournament at 8.3K. So, honestly, all I really want is Giannis. Like, I'm not playing DiVincenzo. I don't think, you know, I had a massive game. Drew's back. I'll eat into his minutes. I'll eat into his production. All these guys, like, kind of are going to get their production eaten into outside of Giannis on, uh, on the Bucks with Drew coming back. And I don't really trust Drew's minutes. So, it's really just Giannis is going to be the only guy that gives you the ceiling. And, realistically, like, do I want to play him over the end of these other guys? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think if we knew if we knew Drew was gonna play more minutes, if that comes out, like if they say like he's gonna get bumped up to like 25 here, maybe. But I think overall I'm probably off this Milwaukee side and it kind of sinks because I think there's some value here going up against Denver with Denver being on the second end of a back-to-back and everything. It's just the guys you want to play are like Giannis Middleton and drew and Middleton's priced so high with drew being back and drew's just not playing enough minutes. So it's like, where do you end up on like D Vincenzo? We don't know what his minutes are going to be moving forward. And Bobby Portis doesn't play enough minutes, even though like his production's solid, um, I could see Bobby Portis getting more minutes in this game and them using him a little bit more than Brooke Lopez. Um, but, like, even saying that, like, you know, he only played 20 minutes the first time these two teams met. So it's tough to even say that. Yeah. Yeah. We finish out with Phoenix at LA taking on the Lakers, 216.5 total. Lakers favor by one and a half. Um, Sarge is questionable and AD is out. Let's start here with Phoenix. What do you like here for Phoenix?
1: I think that Chris Paul is the play over on Phoenix. I mean, he's put up over 40 and three straight, had two 50-point games there, three 50-point games in the last five. Um, I know it's not a great match versus the Lakers, but they're obviously not the same defensive team without AD in there. 7.5K uh, seems a little bit too cheap for him. Aiden, on a normal slate, I don't think I'd want to go with, but here I could see him being an all-right play. Um minutes if this game stays close like Aiden's a guy throwing on a game stack if this game stays close he should be in the low 30s which he can absolutely crush his price tag there I don't think I'm going with Crowder or Bridges like I just don't see them putting up uh, big numbers in a slower paced matchup going up against the Lakers I'm not playing any of the ancillary players so it's Chris Paul I'll play as a one-off or in a game stack Aiden I'll only play in a game stack Booker, you can always play. I'm not going to talk you off of him, but I'm not playing him.
0: All right. So, my problem with this game, and like you're like, oh, the defense um, for the Lakers, it it isn't the same, but both these teams rank in the top two. They're first and second in defensive rating over the last five games. Um, Pace wise, they're like Bulls middle of the road. Net rating, the Phoenix Suns are first um, over the last five games. The Lakers rank 16th. Their offense has been struggling a little bit. So, First of all, I think you should bet the money line on Phoenix. Um, I think Phoenix beats the Lakers straight up in this game. If you don't think that, take the one and a half that you're getting. or It's at two in some places as well. My problem with this game for DFS is just like... I don't want to play LeBron. I could see playing Booker at 81. I could see playing Chris Paul. But it's not even like... I love these prices on these guys. So... I think, like, taking shots on Paul or Booker or Aiton is fine. But on the Lakers' side, like, my favorite Laker play would probably be, like, Dennis Schroeder. And I don't want to play Dennis Schroeder in this slate.
1: Yeah, I mean, Schroeder's not a great play. James, I think he can play. Like, I know he hasn't been as good as we hoped he would be without Davis in there, but still offers a pretty massive upside on any given slate. He's going to come in at low ownership we have projected for low ownership, even a tough matchup going up against Phoenix. I think he's in play, but yeah, you're right. Like, I don't I don't really want to play Harrell or Gasol. Like, Kuzma's priced about where he should be for his potential upside, but you don't really expect him to get a ton of minutes since he's coming off the bench. Like, Schroeder is really the only guy you would want to consider. Um, definitely offers you a bit of upside, but this is not a type of matchup where you're going to get a lot of upside, so kind of right there with you. Like, I don't know if I want to play anyone over the Lakers and I could strictly be like a late night game stack at low ownership with LeBron Aiden and Chris Paul.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. I I don't feel great about this game, but I could see this game like being competitive and like high scoring in that aspect. But I don't know. This game is going to have to beat me. Like, I'm going to play a lot of the Memphis game. I'm going to play a lot of the Denver game, and then I'm going to fill in pieces with the other games. And if this game beats me on the late hammer, it beats me. Um, Let's get into our Super Draft play of the day. Uh, Grant, who do you like over on Super Draft to make your play of the day? Uh, It's probably Michael
1: Porter Jr. He's at 1.6 X multiplier looking at today's slate for forwards. There's not really a ton of guys above 1.25 they're really in play. It's pretty much him Collins and like maybe RJ Barrett. So yeah. I, am I only supposed to pick one? I don't, I don't know the rules on this.
0: You pick as many as you want, give out as much advice as you want to give. We're here for the listeners.
1: Okay. The tournament plays are probably going to be Derek Rose is a fan. Don't take one.
0: my guy. That's the only rule. Derek Rose is my play of the day. Just so everybody knows, keep going. Grant.
1: All right. Yeah. We already said mine was MPJ. Um, but likely we're going to see a decent amount of ownership on the low multiplier guys. I think that DeJounte Murray, if someone gets ruled out is a per tournament pick, Chris Paul is probably the undervalued guy. He's at 1.4 X multiplier, even in a match versus the Lakers. Again, they're not as great defensively like Chris Paul is definitely a guy that you want to use a decent amount of Middleton. I know Drew Holiday's back, but he's still at 1.4 X multiplier on today's slate. That's far too high. And he's definitely a guy you want to have it lot of exposure to in tournaments. And then at the center position, it's pretty cut and dry that no one at a higher multiplier is a great play outside of Collins and maybe Ayton if you're playing at a playing in a game stack. So you can probably get away with even on the second in a backpack in a tough match versus Milwaukee, just locking in Joker. We we're talking about wanting to stack up that game. You can absolutely stack up that game over on Super Draft because guess what? Multipliers don't apply at all. So, like, I like the game stack idea of going with Jokic, MPJ, or Murray and bring it back with Giannis and Middleton over on Superdraft because a lot of the low-multiplier guys are probably too low-multiplier, like Bam at 1.15, Capella at 1.2. Those should realistically be 1.25 and 1.35 when you consider that Jokic is 1.05 and Giannis is 1. And uh, LeBron is 1.1, so i think the phoenix and phoenix and lakers game stack and the uh milwaukee game stack is a lot more palatable over on super draft if you do want to stack up those games and watch them
0: i already said um derrick rose is my play 1.7 x multiplier for Derek rose uh elf Payton elf payton doubtful rose getting plenty of minutes to you know kind of pay that off over there so I really like him, Grant. I like him a lot um, over there. Uh, Let's get into the morning grind game. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X over there on DK. Uh, Who are you looking at? Winslow. I like it. Um, I like that one. I was kind of like looking at it, and there's not a, a ton of great options um, value plays wise today, which kind of stinks. Um, I I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go back to well on Trey Lyles. Yeah, probably like probably not gonna get there. But um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bus today?
1: I think I'm going at the lower end and gonna go with Devin Booker. All
0: right, Booker, I like it. Um. Oh gosh. I'm gonna go Julius Randle. Favorite six X play. Who do you got? Derek Rose. Derek Rose. I like it. Obviously he's my super draft play of the day, so I like it a lot. Um, I'm gonna go John Morant. Like I, I love this spot for John Morant, and I think he is I think he's a little underpriced for this matchup. Uh, Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got?
1: I mean, is Collins or Chris Paul weird?
0: I think Collins might be weird enough. All
1: right, done.
0: We'll see. I'm going to go Melton. I don't think anybody's going to play Melton, right? I was looking at that value range. I was like, Melton might be low on in this spot. Um, Again, I I want as much as this Memphis-Washington game as possible. Um, Game selection... Why don't you tell us about the big tournament over there on super draft. I know you play that tournament a lot. Um, Talk us about that one.
1: Uh, So it's an $18. um, I think you can get 77 entries, 7.5 K to first, 25% of people cash. And I think it's a 1.5 times cash all the way up to 240th place, 2,500 total entries generally on any given day, they're going to overlay anywhere from five to 15%. So, There will likely be around 2,000 to 2,100 entries in the contest. So it's definitely paying you overlay in this spot, and it's definitely a positive EV move. Plus, I've been doing so terrible at it lately that there's even more reverse rate because I'm paying it. I'm paying the extra overlay. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, like up top, 7.5K second place, 3.5K. It's a little bit top heavy, but not terrible. You're still in 10th place getting 500 bucks back. And you're still getting 217th place. It's a little bit top-heavy, but nothing terrible. But, yeah, it's solid. Um, With a standalone game at the end of the night, you can potentially uh, get a little bit of an edge swapping off of LeBron onto a guy like Chris Paul onto a guy like Booker that's going to get lower-owned. But, yeah, like it's the tournament I play every night. And if you want something a little bit less top-heavy or a little bit less volatile, they have a $2,500-30 – 2500 total prizes, $30 single entry that generally fills 50 or 60 of the 87 spots.
0: We got the single entry series running over there with FanDuel. Um, check them out. We have a $222 um, and a $1. Both of those happening over there this week, so if you're a high sticks player, you could definitely check out the two twenty two um five hundred entries into that one and then the one dollar there's twenty three thousand entries into that one so you could get uh get different on that one dollar for sure uh grant finishes out any over under against the spread um picks that you like today going to the over on the washington game. Um, I, I listen. I like the Phoenix money line. I already said this. Um, I think that I think they beat the Lakers here, and I don't think it's too crazy to think that. So, I like the I like the Suns, and like I said, I take the little bit of value that you get with betting the Suns money line in this one. So, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Oh, I'm ready for bed.
0: Me too. It was so fun being at a, a basketball game again, though. But I'm tired. I I'm can't ready to to bed. wait
1: for. Baseball games this summer. I'm just I can't wait till I get the vaccine so I can go to bases ball game and not worry about things.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm negative for COVID. Um, I had to get tested to go to the Magic game, so there you go. Yeah, that's smart that they're doing that. Do they have the
1: COVID sniffing
0: dogs? No, they don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think so anyway. So anyway, that's gonna wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking some more hoops. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Hey, kids.